Trey, do you want to get the uh, table for, or Caleb, someone? So if you didn't put the pieces together yet already from your booklet, this morning's speaker, we have Gabby Mack, all the way from California and other places. So I'm going to go ahead and just invite her up. You guys give her a warm welcome because she's super beautiful and beautiful people need big warm welcomes. Wow, I'm not going to lie, I really liked that a lot. I like hearing people chant my name. Is that wrong? I don't know. Is that wrong? Guys, I'm not going to lie, I'm still a little bit out of breath. Wow. Also, I brought two bottles of water, thank the Lord, because I didn't know we were going to have a freedom off. That was amazing. You never know. Also, kudos to people that danced hard and had a lot of sunburn. That would be really painful, I would imagine. Yeah, Enoch's like, uh, yeah, I'm like, actually kind of crying a little bit. Um, yeah, that sounds really painful. Did anyone not get sunburned? Oh. Oh, that's more than I expected. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Yeah, so I'm just going to do this. Okay, why don't you just open this? <laughs> What a man, you know? That's why I'm getting married. It's for things like that. I don't have to... Water bo- Powerade. I'll have someone to carry my Powerade the next time I really have to poop and get to my house. That's actually really what he was doing. He didn't tell you that, but uh, he was carrying my Powerade. That's not true. <laughs> okay. So, this is really fun. Yay. I'm just really excited. Okay. So today, it doesn't say it up there because I was way late in the game <laughs> giving them my message title, even though I had it this whole time. It's this little secret. Um, it's called Let's Talk. And so my first question is for you guys is how many of you guys have ever had a miscommunication? Oh, wow. Good. That is going to make this go over very, 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 very well. So... Just a quick story to start off with. My parents have had a miscommunication. It's a pretty big one involving myself. So we were on this big road trip across, like from Florida to Ohio. That's where we lived at the time. And we stopped at a gas station in Tennessee. I was like five or six, maybe. And we went to the bathroom, went in there, and we're all going. There's, there's five of us kids, so there's a lot to keep track of. My parents have a, like a full-time job like counting our heads and making sure everyone's there. So we get out, everyone gets back in the car. I realize, oh my gosh, I didn't wash my hands. I was like a very, apparently a very sanitary six-year-old. I don't think a lot of six-year-olds would have thought that. So I run back into the bathroom, wash my hands, and then I come back outside and everyone's gone. And I'm like, well, this is funny. They're probably just around the other side. So I go around the other side, there's no one there. I do a full circle all around the building, and there's no one there. My whole family, you guys, six people did not notice that I was gone. That's a lot of people to not notice that one of their youngest children is nowhere to be found. My dad claims that they thought I was in the back, like laying under blankets, because that's what I had been doing. And then all of my siblings kept telling them, Mom, Dad, Gabby's not here. And they didn't believe them for like 15 minutes. They cross a state line. They literally go into another state. They left me in Tennessee. They go into Kentucky. 
And I'm just there at this, this gas station, freaking freaked out of my mind because I was, you know, what do you do at a gas station? It's just, it was scary. So I find people to help me. <laughs> I remember this guy's like, okay, what does your mom look like? Describe your mom. And I literally couldn't remember. I was in so much shock. My own mother, you guys, she gave birth to me. I couldn't remember what she looked like. So it was just a terrible moment. They came back about 15 minutes later. I was crying. It was like the nice, the like slow motion reunion. You know, it was obviously very comforting to see them again. Um, I just thought that'd be funny. I like, that's just a funny miscommunication story, which I think is hilarious. And I'm expecting a lot of those from our future kids. Wait, <laughs> it's like, what, who? Um, so my parents have had miscommunications. Trey and I have had miscommunications. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, another funny story about Trey and I having a miscommunication. So there was this one time. We were going through a mall. We've had a long day of shopping. For me, it didn't seem long. For Trey, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so long. And we go back into the mall. We literally left the mall and went back in to get something else. Maybe that's why it felt so long. Um, and, and all day long, Trey has been like, oh, man, I just want a salted pretzel with cheese. It sounds so good. And he's, like, mentioning it all the time. Every time we go past Auntie Annie's, he's like, ooh, that salted pretzel with cheese. That sounds so good. And so finally, the second time we go back in the mall, we pass an Auntie Annie's. And I'm like, I have my grandma's credit card. Let's just get something. <laughs> so, so he's like, oh, I know. Why don't we get a Cinnabon? and a salted pretzel with cheese because we can split them. And I'm thinking, oh, that's fine. Like, he was really excited about it, but I don't really care that much about either one. So I didn't really care. So we get the Cinnabon, nom, nom, nom. It's really good, whatever. Get in the other line, and she's literally bagging up our salted pretzel with cheese. And then I see something else that I want. In a flash of a moment, I was like, oh, I want that pizza pretzel. And I tell her, hey, get, can we have that pizza pretzel and not the salted one? I kind of just look at Trey for a little, like, confirmation, like, that was okay. And then, and he's like, yeah. And so <laughs> we get the pizza pretzel. He eats his half. He is starved out of his mind. He eats his half of the Cinnabon. And he's like, he's waiting outside of the change room for me with my half of the pizza pretzel that I had requested because I really wanted it, apparently. And then he's like, hey, I say this for you. Do you want it? And I'm like, I took a bite, and I was like, eh. No, it's not really that good. I don't really want it. And he's like, are you kidding? I've wanted a, a salted pretzel with cheese all day. And now you just at the last minute decided that you wanted something shiny and new and the pizza pretzel. And I didn't even really want it that bad. So I wasted his one time to get free Cinnabon and, and a salted pretzel with cheese with me wanting to get a pizza pretzel. And it was all because we just didn't talk about it. If we had just taken a second and been like, hold on a sec, pizza pretzel lady, hold on. We need to have a moment. <laughs> taking a little moment, then we probably would have ended up getting something that we both really wanted. I didn't really want either one anyway, but whatever. <laughs> so, so not only do my parents have miscommunications, Trey and I have miscommunications. I have them with my friends. And even God and I have miscommunications. Have you guys ever had a miscommunication with God? Okay, that one is a little bit more difficult to, to like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, for sure had that. But so this one time I was preaching and I decided, you know what? I am going to get a word of knowledge for this guy's mom's name. <laughs> 
because I'm it's like this new place. I'm on a mission trip. I'm thinking, what is really gonna blow their socks off and like raise the faith level in here? If I get a word of knowledge right from mom's name. This was me deciding that. This was not God deciding. I'm gonna give Gabby that. So I look at this guy and I'm like, hey, is your mom's name Brenda? <laughs> and he goes, No. And I said, Okay, great. And I moved on. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. So <laughs> So God and I have miscommunications. Okay, so sometimes when we're talking with God, it can feel like we're like, God, where are you? Like, I'm trying to get to you, but I'm feeling like the message isn't quite getting here or like my message isn't getting there or yours is. And a lot of times it can feel like something I'm about to show you. Okay, I didn't tell any of the leaders this, but I'm going to need the leaders to come up for a little like exercise thing to help everybody understand. Okay. Oh, this is, oh, this is perfectly, this is perfect, yeah. Okay, so, um, great. So, Taylor, you are going to represent God. Wow, that's a big deal. Okay, and Trey is going to represent your everyday average Joe just trying to talk to God and get a message for a task for what he's supposed to do, okay? So, I'm going to tell Taylor something, and the message is trying to get, going to get conveyed to Trey, and he's going to have to carry out whatever Taylor said, which is what I'm going to tell her. God doesn't take messages from us to give to other people. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Say, don't tell us the secret. <laughs> oh, no. Am I about to make you do something immoral? Because in that case, you don't have to do it. <laughs> from Eric. Okay, uh, go ahead. You have a message from God. Please carry it out. Don't take off your shirt or your pants if that's what you're about to do. <laughs> that's the first thing I was like, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> okay, everybody calm down. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You never get to rehear, okay? Because, well, okay, don't, don't hear this as God doesn't retell you things, okay? It's just an illustration. <laughs> okay. We're all waiting.
spin around, squat, quack, spit. Wow. Okay. Can we? Should we do? Should, should we? Should we send it again? Okay. Yeah. Start with Trey. Well, that's actually. That's actually exactly what I want to do. That's perfect. Oh, the real. Oh, the real thing was um was spin around and touch the ground and quack just like a duck. And what did you get in the end? Spin around, squat, quack, spit. <laughs> where, did the, where did spit come from? Bethany, I'm fully blaming you. <laughs> so Bethany can represent the voice of the devil in your life. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so let's go back. We're going to send another message. This time it's going to be it's going to be from the average Joe human, you know. <laughs> I feel so mean whenever I call you an average Joe. No one's an average Joe. Everyone's special. Everyone's unique. Joe is above average. Yes. Oh, Joe. <laughs> you are an above average Joe. Okay. So now <laughs> That really sounds so... Yeah, it is offensive to Joe's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was the longest prayer request of your life. All right, God, what did you hear? <laughs> I just have to say it. I don't have to do it. Wait, is it a command? Oh, then you have to do it. Well, yeah, don't take this, ex don't take this illustration too literally. God's not going to stand, God is not going to wag his tail and run around just because you told him to. Wow, that's really impressive.
forgets nothing. God forgets nothing. <laughs> Child. What, what did you hear? Just tell us what you heard. I heard do six push-ups and a certain amount of squ squat hops. And, and then I blinked. All those push-ups took all my brain cells. Okay. What? So what was the original message? <laughs> to do six push-ups while laughing. <laughs> you had to say ha-ha between each push-up and then do one jumping jack and say thank you, Lord, for freedom. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay, just a couple things to clarify. <laughs> this is, I didn't realize <laughs> that illustration was going to require so much clarifying. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, okay, I'll do the clarifications within that. So basically, what, hap what happened in the game? So Trey is trying to hear from God, but God has something to tell him, and it goes through all these different people, and it finally gets to Trey, and it's actually not really even what God had said. And God, let's, let's get this straight, God doesn't tell you false things. Like, God, God was over there actually, like, wanting to tell you something, something that he really wanted, that was really important, that he really wanted to tell you, like, that he loved you, that he thinks you're awesome, or go talk to this person and encourage them. God really wanted to tell Trey something important. But what Trey, was, Trey was standing here, obviously the rules of the game are that you stand there and wait and hear. But here's the thing about real life, is that in real life, Trey could have just walked bypassed this circle, come right over here to where God was standing, and actually get the message from God himself. Because guess what, guys? We have direct access to God. We don't, with, the veil was torn specifically for this reason. Is there's, no more, there's no more messenger. There's no more, there's no more um, what's it called when the, like, I guess a middleman? Yeah. There, there's none of that. What? Priest. Yeah. We, like, God, Jesus is our high priest. So we go, we go directly to him, and we go directly to God. We don't, have to, we don't have to run around and hear all these voices. So let's think about all these different voices can represent different things in your life. They could be, like, even your parents. Guys, your parents are awesome, obviously, and they always want to tell you truth. But sometimes it is better. They're only human. Sometimes it's better just to go directly to God and get an answer for something rather than getting all this advice from everybody else. They can represent TV shows that you're watching or magazines that you're reading. Any way that you're getting filled with, that you're, that you're filling yourself with truth or that you're filling yourself with information, not every, not all information is truth. But you're not going to, when you're, when you're filling yourself with something, you're not sitting there thinking, huh, I'm reading this and I'm really taking this on board and it's a lie. You're, you're not sitting there consciously thinking that things are lies that you're really taking on board. If, if, you're, if you're listening to it and you're letting it sink in, you're thinking it's, there's some level of truth there. So here, Trey's standing here at the end. He's waiting for everyone to tell him. And then he gets to the end and he's not actually even 
doing what God said in the first place or what was really told to him, whereas he really could have just bypassed the line and gone, gone there. And that's what you guys have the access to is every single one of you can bypass the line of people and go directly to God. You have that kind of access. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, okay, so in this, when, when we're sitting in this seat where we feel like, where we feel like we can't hear God or like, or like these messages are all getting distorted. Um, <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I meant to say when we're, when we're standing in this position and we're not going directly to God, something feels off. When, when, you're, when you haven't talked with God in a long time, something probably feels off because you were literally designed. to. That's, that was, that, that's your main source of truth that you're designed to hear. And let's, let's think about how it makes, what, from God's perspective, what's that like? When we're over here like, God, tell me something. Send me a message. And God's like, okay, well, the only way that you're listening to me right now is through all these movies that you're watching or through all these the magazines that you're reading or, or you're going to church or you're just listening to the pastor's sermon and you're not really talking with me. And God is so desperate to talk to you. He's going to use any, any medium that, he, that, he, that you're going to respond to that he's going to talk. But sometimes it's, it's like not every medium is going to carry the message perfectly clear to you. And, and guys, you, got, you, got, you guys, sometimes... God is like the loud, strike you with lightning, knock you off a horse and blind you to tell you something kind of God. And sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's the whisper. Sometimes he's like, you have to go and seek him for an hour or for years or pray for something for days. Like, we, sometimes, you know, God's a mystery. He's amazing, but he's a mystery. He doesn't always work the same way. So I have had a, I used to have a big miscommunication with God that we just like, didn't talk about. I just gained this belief and God and I just never talked about it until a couple years ago. I used to have this belief about, about men from something that I had learned. I just believed that, that men would just take from you and that all they wanted was all that, like in the end, and, and a marriage was going to end in a man leaving. It was going to end in me feeling really heartbroken and lonely. And it was stuff that I had seen and I had learned. And I'd actually, I realized a couple years ago, man, I think this is not true. <laughs> And so I started talking to God about it. I'm like, God, what do you think about this situation that happened to me? It was basically stuff with my parents. I said, God, what do you think about this situation that happened to me? My dad left, and it's leaving me feeling like all men are going to do the exact same thing, that all, that all, they're all going to hurt me and, and disappoint me. And as I would just sit and talk with God about it, he got to just rewire my mind for what I thought about men. And it was amazing. And you guys... If I hadn't have gone directly to God and I would have kept listening to just to people in my life or to movies or to media, they probably all would have been telling me the same thing. If I would have just kept listening to hurt women in my family that had gone through the same experience or if I had been listening to friends that had gone through the same experience or divorce or something like that, they all might have been telling me the exact same thing. So we just have to go directly to God and realize that we have that source. Obviously, there are people in your life that are going to speak truth. And, that you, and there, there, are, there are a bunch of people that you can surround yourself with that will be speaking truth into your life. But sometimes we just have to go directly to God. And we can just clear it up. And that's the thing, is, is we can have a miscommunication one moment. We go directly to God, and we're like, oh, that's not true. Oh, thank you, God. I'm so glad we just talked, and we just cleared it up, and now it's so much easier. So... Sometimes, the same way that we think that we can't hear God, sometimes we think that God doesn't hear us. That's actually not true. 
So Trey was on this end. He sends a message to God. So let's say that represents like Trey's prayer or something. And in the illustration, we saw that when it passed through all these different people, it finally got to God and it was like, it was like something that, sh- that wasn't right, like couldn't even remember half of it. But guess what? That's actually not true. That's actually not how it works. That's maybe sometimes how it feels. It's like, God, I prayed this one thing two years ago, and I guess maybe the angels, like, dropped half of it or something because you did not do what I thought you were going to do. But actually, that's not true. When we send a prayer up to God, God hears every single thing that we say. And just a little evidence that God really is hearing everything. Let's go over to Revelation Uh, Revelation 8. So this is basically talking about when there's silence in heaven for 30 minutes. And that's actually really amazing when you think about that. All of heaven being completely silent for 30 minutes. Because mostly what you hear about heaven is there's lots of like praising and singing and roaring and beasts and, you know, stuff. And it's like, it sounds like it's like a loud, fun place. But for 30 minutes, there was complete silence in heaven. And so let's read what it says. So, okay, so basically there's an angel that comes, and he brings a jar of incense, and he burns it before the Lord. Okay, so so verse 4 says, And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God in the hand of the angel. Okay, so what? who are the saints? The prayers of who? The saints. That's us, right? We We are the saints, okay? So if you can imagine this, the incense is rising, the prayers are rising, and guys, what was strong enough to, and important enough to silence all of heaven so that everybody was listening in? It was the prayers of us. You guys, it was the prayers of the saints rising up to heaven that silenced all of heaven, that everybody said, wait, wait, shh, shh, everybody listen. Benjamin is praying. Anna is praying. We all need to listen. You guys, when you guys are praying, heaven is, is listening. Heaven is being silenced to hear what you have to say. There's no miscommunication between you and heaven. This illustration of what we think happens where, God, you didn't get that half or you didn't hear me right or you didn't understand me, that doesn't happen. That's not real life. Real life is that everything gets silent because our prayers are that important to God. Isn't that amazing? That heaven is listening that intently to what you have to say? That's incredible. So one time when I, when I really didn't feel like God was hearing me or that God didn't get the full message was for years and years and years, I've been praying for my uncle to get healed of MS. So he is completely wheelchair-bound. He can move his hands like a little bit, and he has to have everything done for him. And I've been praying for years, God, just heal him. I know that you can. Why wouldn't you just just step in and just do something, just heal him? I've been praying this to you guys for years, and my mom has been praying this for longer than I have. So I can either, and you guys, he's still not healed. I don't fully understand that. But what I, what, what I can do, what I have control over, is that I can say, I can make a belief system out of that and say, when I pray, when I pray God doesn't listen and God doesn't heal. Or I can say, actually, I don't really understand, but something's coming. There's a healing on its way. There's a healing coming. And God, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you're good and I know that your will is to heal. We have an opportunity to create to create belief systems out of out of the experiences that we have, guys. 
we have a lot of power for the way that we interpret God. Isn't that crazy? God gives us so much room to, like, interpret him. I know that might not sound so crazy right now, but God must be the most confident person in the world if he can, if he can like, let us see forms of leadership that actually don't describe him super well or if he can let us pray and, and sit in mystery and not know what's going on. But God always knows what's happening, and God is always sitting up there like, just wait for when they find out what this is really, what I'm really like, or what this is really like, or how this is really going to be. God is so confident that he doesn't, he's not worried about what we think. I just, that was just a side thought. I just think that's amazing. Okay, so Daniel 10. So this is, this is where I get the whole, the prayers are coming thing from, okay? So Daniel 10. So this is when, so basically Daniel, he's in captivity in Babylon, this is, this is the whole, like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lisa even taught on this a, uh, a couple days ago, or this whole thing. And so basically Daniel has this terrifying vision. And it says, um, a terrifying vision of a man. And basically he sees Jesus in this vision. And he's praying for, the, for freedom from the captivity in Babylon, for freedom for Jerusalem. Um, and as he's praying, so verse 12, so this is Daniel 10, verse 12. It says, then he said to me, so this is the angel talking to, talking to Daniel. It says, then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard, and I've, become, and I've come because of your words. Okay, so let's stop for a second. So from the very first day that Daniel started praying, and you guys, you'll realize by the end of this, he has been praying for 21 days at this point. And, and it says that he, like, has denied himself of, like, all this stuff to, like, focus on God. And he's just praying for 21 days. I've never, I've definitely never done that. Has anyone ever prayed for 21 days straight and not done anything else? No? CJ, have you ever done that? I'm just, I'm, one, I'm thinking you were, the one, you were the one that I was thinking you could have actually done that in this room. <laughs> um, I've definitely never done that because that's, that has a lot of commitment. Not that I don't have commitment, but that's a lot of commitment. So, He's praying without ceasing. He is just pressing in for God. And you guys, from the very first ever time that he said, God, I want to understand and I'm going to humble myself and give you praise and pray for the situation, his prayers were heard. And this angel was sent to go take care of, to go take care of what his prayer request, which was to set um, Jerusalem or Israel. Is it the same thing? Okay, yeah, basically the same. Okay. So then the next verse says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. Who's the prince of the kingdom of Persia? A demon. A big demon. Yeah, perfect. A big demon. So basically like the devil, a big demon, the enemy. Okay? It says, uh, withhold me, withheld me for 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, so that's one of the archangels, one of the chief princes came to help me, for I was left there with the king of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the later days for this vision as for the days yet to come. Okay, so basically what's happening? Daniel prays. As soon as he starts praying, an angel is sent. He gets stopped in a, like a battle and like a fight with this big demon or the enemy. The archangel Michael comes swooping in to go, to get, like, go double time on this demon. They defeat him, and finally he gets down to relay this message to Daniel. So you guys, 
what does this tell us? This tells us that actually, first of all, it tells you that when you pray, it's heard from the very first day that you prayed, from the very first moment that you sent that prayer off, there's an angel being dispatched to come help you. Second thing that it says is there's, there's a battle going on for your prayers to get answered because they're so important that someone doesn't want them to happen. That's why. Someone doesn't want them to happen. And, and so there's a fight happening over them. But he was held up for 21 days. So, he's, he's, so Daniel's on earth waiting like, God, it's been a whole three days. Please just come. Please send something. Please do something. And what if, what if Daniel had given up? on day three and been like, oh God, you are doing nothing. You haven't sent the angel. No one's come talk to me. I'm sitting here in sackcloth and ashes and with stuff on my head and it's uncomfortable and I'm praying without ceasing and I haven't eaten meats and wines and stuff that I like. But he didn't give up. He just kept praying, believing that God was coming, believing that the angel was on its way. Finally, at the 21st day, the angel comes, and he's probably thinking, oh, my Lord, thank you, God, for sending something, because it has been a long three weeks of me wondering, you know, and me just, just hoping in faith that you were going to come and do something. So, you guys, your answers are coming. Your prayers are coming. Everything that you sent up has been heard. Heaven was silent when you prayed it. No matter, no matter how small the prayer was, if you think that was insignificant, if you prayed for your grace to get better, if you prayed that your acne would go away, if you prayed that your back pain would leave, if you prayed that your friendships would increase, that you would find more, that you would find deeper connections, that you'd have a group of friends, that you'd have fun sleepovers, and that you'd do fun stuff, or you'd have more adventure in your life. If you prayed for a spouse, you guys, they're coming. They're on their way. But they're so important that something doesn't want them to get here. There's something fighting against them to get here, but we have to hold on and say, you know what, God, actually, I believe that they're coming. I believe that you said that you're good. I believe that you said that my prayers are important. James 5.16 says, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. And women, that's for you too. The prayers of a righteous mankind are powerful and effective. And guess who is the righteous women and men? That's all of us. And guess what your prayers are? They're powerful and effective. They have weight. That's why there's a war against them. It's because they're important. And that's why God is listening. It's because they're important. So guys, just to kind of recap this whole thing, is that we have direct access to God. We don't have to wait for somebody else to tell us what the truth is. You can go and ask God. I don't know if you guys have ever been in like a funk or felt kind of weird, you know? And you're like, man, why do I just feel so insecure? Or why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel like I don't want to go to youth group tonight? Why do I feel like I don't want to wake up today? Why do I feel like I don't want to be at camp? Why do I feel like I, all this stuff. Why do I feel like I do want to go drink with my friends? Why do I feel like I do want to gossip about these people? All these things, guess what? You don't have to sit there and wonder all the time. And wondering why you're, why do you have this feeling? Why do I feel this way? Why can't I do this, God? Why can't I just go? Why can't I go and be a missionary, God? Why can't I go and be a businessman? Actually, you can just say, Holy Spirit, why do I feel so uneasy today? And just ask for a picture. Ask for something. Guys, God wants to talk to you all the time, every day. And he wants to give you something all the time. 
if you're sitting there feeling, why am I feeling so empty? God, why am I feeling so empty? Okay, I saw three white doorways, and there was water being poured in a pitcher. Like, get a picture from God. And then try and interpret it yourself. Ask if you can interpret it. Be like, God, what does this mean? Or, or go ask, or go ask Taylor or Caleb. Be like, Hey, I asked God why I was feeling so lonely and empty, and then I got this picture, and I don't really know what it means. Can you help me? That is gonna is gonna take you. I promise you, that's gonna take you so much further than just being like being like moping around and no one can access you, and you just don't want to be a part of anything. Ask God. He has answers. He has things that are coming for you, things that are in store for you that, you, that you've never even imagined before. And so another thing I want to ask you, or actually this is what I want to tell you. So for this week of camp, I really, really felt that the word over camp or the phrase over camp was tearing down walls. You guys, all these mediums that you're trying to use to get to hear God, those are all walls. And you know what? We can break through them. They are not indestructible. You can just, I'm here with God. I'm talking with him, and I can hear him clearly. You can get rid of all those walls. And so, and even today in worship, when you were singing that song, the, the walls are coming down, the walls are falling down. And I just thought that was so perfect because that's exact. I feel like that's exactly what this camp is about. That's exactly what this talk is about. It's about tearing down the things that you feel like are obstructing you from God or tearing down the things that you feel like are obstructing you from other people. Those, sometimes those miscommunications can make you feel really far away from people. One of my friends just shared in Sunday school the other day that she and her friend hadn't spoken in a year and a half. So, so she, was, she was telling this story from in hindsight. They had a miscommunication. They didn't speak for a year and a half. And just a couple of weeks ago, they realized it was a miscommunication. She thought one thing, he thought another, th- or th- the other friend thought another thing. There was act- they actually had no disagreement at all. They just never talked about it. You guys, don't let things go untalked about between you and God or between you and people. If I, if I was in my relationship with Trey, and if I, if I like, had an offense or my feelings got hurt, and I never went and talked to him about it, guess what that would do? It would create space between us. And then another offense is another space between us. Another offense is more space between us. And now I'm like, oh, man, every time Trey does that, I just can't trust him. Whereas really, if I would just go talk to him, he would be like, oh, I didn't mean that at all. I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings when I said that. And it's the same thing with me. If Trey didn't come and talk to me about stuff, we would have an awful relation. That would suck. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> if we didn't talk about stuff, Guys, that's the same thing as your relationship with God. If you guys aren't talking about stuff, there is going to be misunderstanding for you on your end. God does not misunderstand you, but you can for sure misunderstand God. Just go talk about it with God. I promise. He has something amazing, amazing to tell you. So another question I have for you is what voices are louder than God? What voices right in this line right here are you letting talk to you louder than you're letting God speak? And if you can't think about it, ask God. Be like, God, literally, guys, you can, God never gets tired of your questions or your prayers. 
He loves to answer things. If you're like, God, what voices am I listening to more than I'm listening to yours? And just ask him. He wants to tell you something. It used to, for me, it used to be other people's opinions about me. And actually, I still battle that. I still have to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to lay down what they say. I'm going to even, sometimes it's not always bad things. Sometimes it's good things. And I've let that be the reason that I have confidence. Because, oh, everyone says that I'm pretty. Everyone says that I'm funny. Everyone says that I'm this. Actually, that doesn't mean anything. That's really nice to hear. But it doesn't, it doesn't carry any weight. That's not, that doesn't make me who I am. And they can be bad things or good things that you're letting other people tell you. So what voices are you letting be louder than God? And then the last question that I have for you is what do you need to get cleared up with God? What do you feel like you have a miscommunication about? Or, you, or it's something that you're like, we haven't spoken about it because I didn't think that God cared about it or I just thought that God doesn't heal or that God doesn't restore. You guys, my, I've been praying for my family for a, a really long time, but I've been praying specific things about restoration and healing for my parents for about six years. And it's been, uh, it's been, oh man, what was I saying before that? <laughs> what was I saying before that? What do you need to get cleared? Right, okay. <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought. Okay. So that happens sometimes. So, um, so I've been praying with my family, for my family for a really long time. And for a while, I could have, I, I was actually letting my disappointment with my family, just the same way that the disappointment with the men thing, and I had to go get that cleared up with God. It's like, actually, I feel really disappointed about my family and that they're never going to be together. We're never going to have holidays together. We're never going to do this. My parents never talk, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it was like, okay, well, I could either sit here and mope about it and create some sort of bad belief system that that family is awful, that families don't doesn't mean connection, all this stuff, or I could just go and talk to God about it. You guys, I've been talking to God about it for the last six years, and if I hadn't been, I think I'd be crazy, like more crazy than I am right now, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> I would be insane. I would be full of lies if I wasn't talking to God because if we let our experiences shape us, we are going to be crazy. So what do you need to get cleared up with God? Is there something that you're like, oh, God, you don't heal? The last time I prayed for somebody, you, you didn't do anything. And now I'm kind of just don't think that you do, you heal. Or last time that I prayed for my grades, you didn't do anything. Last time that I prayed for friends, you didn't do anything. What do you need to get cleared up with God? Because I promise today, if you just ask God a, hard, a question that you've been, a hard question or something that you've been wondering, he's going to tell you, and it's going to be awesome. So I want to um, invite the ministry team up to come and just pray with you guys and come up and, and so actually, so this ministry time is for, this is for anything that you want. This is for, if you have a prayer request that you're like, God, I don't believe that you heard me. I think you might've dropped something. You didn't get it. Or, or God, I can't hear you for this thing in my life. Like have someone pray with you and walk through and ask Holy Spirit, what is this about? Where did this come from? Because God wants to tell you. And if you want, and if there's something in here that you want to get cleared up with God, God wants to tell you that too. Or if there's something that you need to find out or tell somebody, hey, I, I'm struggling with feeling like the, there's voices in my life that are louder than God. Come up and talk to somebody about it and see what, if they struggle with the same thing, see what they did. How they stopped gossiping. How they, you know, 
got, got out of whatever situation. Stop listening to the voice of accusation and the voice of insecurity. So come up here. This is a safe place. We want to just pray with you and just talk with you. And even if it's not praying, it's just talking. We just want to do that. I just feel like for some of you, you know how there was people in between Trey and Taylor? I feel like you walking up here is like that bypassing. Like there's things, that as you, there's a prophetic thing as you walk up here, you're going to start to feel some of those things just go away. Some of those thoughts are just going to fall off you, some of those expectations that you had. Some of you, all you have to do is get up and walk up here, and you've already started that process of getting this face-to-face with God like Moses, face to face. So just come up if you're one of those voices to to shut up. I just, as we were sitting back there too, I had, I felt like I had a a word from God that, um, because something Gabby said kind of triggered that for me, that um, maybe as a kid or growing up or still even presently, you are a curious person and you ask questions and you've been told to like, please, no more questions, stop, or your parents have been like, no, or they give, like, just general answers, like, we'll get there when we get there, or, you know, they're human, or they've told you to stop asking so many questions, and I just, I quickly heard God say, but that's not me, I'm not like that, like, earthly people, yes, they only know so much, and we only go so far, but God is not limited to his answers, and so I just, I think maybe some need healing for that. Like, it's okay for you to ask God as many questions as you want because he's, he doesn't have the limits that your earthly friends and family and parents do. So if you need that, just heed that also, okay? So something else that I think this time is for is some of you feel like you can't get God's attention because the things that you have aren't as important as other things going on. I, I really felt that really strong. And so some of you can't relate to this at all, but some of you, like, this is your exact thing. Like, sometimes when I was a kid, I remember I would really want to say something to my dad. And it was, like, something about video games or something. And, but we would have guests over, right? And so the living room would be full of people. And, but I knew that as my dad's son, I could go into the living room at any time, I could weave my way through all the company, and I could have an immediate audience with my dad and say, Dad, guess what I just did in Madden? Guess what just happened? I knew that as soon as I was standing in front of my dad, I was the most important thing. I was more important than all these big, important leaders in our house or whatever. Some of you guys need to realize that you are a child of God. And that it doesn't matter what big things are happening in the world, the election or global warming or whatever, whatever things that are going on, you're like, oh, there's all these issues, and I just want help with my grades. I just want to know what to do with my friend who I feel like is, is lying to me. Like, like, God, I need God's attention. I want you to imagine that you are in your room, and there's a living room full of people, and that, and that God, your father, is in there. And I want you to imagine that you get out of your room and you walk into the living room and you're pushing your way through the crowd and you're right there in front of your dad. Or your mom. If you, relate to your, if you, if you talk to your mom more than your dad, I want you to imagine that you're, you're pushing through people to get to your mom. Because you know that as soon as you get there, you have their full undivided attention. And some of you guys, right now, when you, when you come up and talk to us, we're going to help you lead you into an encounter with God so that you know that you are talking straight to God. So if that relates to you, then I want you to come up as well.